0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pictures Without Pictures. Today, um, we were going to do an intro that I completely forgot about. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, it's been a mess. I thought I was prepared, and then I realized I hadn't even done, like, the pre-stream of, like, five minutes of, like, the stream starting screen up or anything like that. I did find a wallpaper engine thing, but it's not currently playing. Where is that gone? Let me do that real quick. Hi. How are you doing today? Are please? you even streaming? Yes, I am.
1: Are you actually streaming?
0: Yeah, I'm streaming. Uh, what are you on about? Uh, streaming. Oh,
1: you are, okay. Yeah. It's just not. Okay. I'm it... coming up and saying you were for some reason.
0: Why is it not playing in the actual stream i seen... Sorry. It's supposed to be shimmering. There we go, he's shimmering now. We've got a picture of Maximus um, close up with his helmet and there's like shimmering light around him. Uh, again, wallpaper engine doing the job um averagely you know on par if if uh if wallpaper engine was embodied as a person and put inside a gladiator gladiatorial arena I don't think it would uh maybe win the entire thing I think it would maybe make it halfway through and then get speared through the chest so yeah um, <laughs> this is gladiator yeah. <laughs> came out 20 years ago um I remember watching this in history class um like maybe oh. the first hour of it and then obviously the lesson ended and we never saw it again so I've seen like the first hour of this movie before um, but it's kind of always like intrigued me, it's like hey what happens in the rest of it again um, and I can not actually remember the name of the movie so when I suggested it last week I was like I think I might have seen the first hour of this movie but maybe not, I'm not entirely sure
1: Mm-mm. It's pretty like, it's not exactly the most uh, out there name is it <laughs> No, but to It's be just fair, a very standard name
0: to be fair it's got a theme and it sticks to it it's called gladiator it's about yep. a gladiator the whole movie that's what mm-hmm. it is <laughs> it's very concise yeah so i watched this a couple of weeks ago uh, or was it last week i guess basically uh, Reese watched it yesterday um, so his mm-hmm. me- memory of it will probably be better than mine so i'm going to i'm, I'm going to rely so. on you but, to yeah, i don't it.
1: <laughs> yeah i i don't take notes like that cuz i just generally they have a good memory for a lot of things like this so mm-hmm. I, I usually absorb I absorb information
0: when it comes <laughs> to media so yeah um so the first shot of gladiator is uh, something we return to a lot it's the hands going through the fields of wheat and uh in mm-hmm. true uh, in true world of Warcraft fanboy style I put did Blizzard pinch this and then I looked it up later and found out that no it's actually a well used trope that kind of um I forget. The full story, but it was this famous movie. The uh, author dude he first used it a couple of years before this, and then it was just a stint of every film afterwards using the same trope of a hand going through a field of wheat. It's a good shot. It is a it's good shot. An interesting shot. And I think yeah. in this movie it is used in a, a good way. Um, mm. It's used to symbolise Elysium, you know, the afterlife and all that, which is something that we learn as the movie goes on. Um... And obviously wheat symbolizes, you know, life, fertility, peace, all that kind of stuff. Everything that our main character here, Maximus, uh, is striving to achieve. Does he ever achieve it? No, we've seen the movie. Well he does, but only in death, which is a bit of a shame. Bit of a cop out in it. <laughs> hey, you're free as as a dead guy. Um no, I thought it was it was beautiful. It was a nice movie. Um Yeah, for sure. But i got to say, it didn't make a good first impression on me. Um, one of my first notes here is that this feels low-budget. Um, the main fight scene at the start, I realised later on it's not low-budget because of the amount of fucking props and class members and all of that. Yeah, but just it's... Yeah. Like, maybe I'm just spoiled by, like, all of these fucking modern-day CGI special effects and stuff. But I was like, this looks like... I don't know, the kind of cameras they used and everything. It didn't look super high-tech, I guess would be the right way of saying it.
1: Oh, you mean when it was like when the fight was going on and it was like super
0: blurry. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't like, use motion. I proper think that was motion. done on purpose. They didn't use proper slow motion yeah, cameras. Was, they just like slowed yeah. down frames, which always looks bad. I mean this is
1: this was twenty years ago as well. Yeah. But um I think like that I think they were doing it as an added effect of being like sort of because mm-hmm. it's war and everything sort of blurred together
0: as like just a mess of people hitting people, you know? Yeah. Um when you're down into it. I'm also a huge Game of Thrones fan, and I think I've been spoiled with, like, modern technology and fight scenes from that, but mm-hmm.
1: it was a decent I mean, fight. Yeah, like I said, this is 20 years these are 20 years ago, and I think it wasn't purely, because there's shots later and stuff like that, that it's perfectly fine, and the fight mm-hmm. scenes are fantastic. I don't think it was for the purposes of slowing it down, I think it was literally just for the purpose of putting it in, in that moment and being, like, blurring everything between yeah. and everything, so, like, you can't really tell who's fighting who, it's just people fighting, people, like,
0: dying you know yeah true it was purposefully chaotic um i think Mm. um but at the same time you could you could see the narrative unfolding of like while it wasn't always immediately obvious who was winning it wasn't supposed to be i think like you could tell like okay so these guys came in from this flank and like then this is happening and like you were never at any point lost as to what the characters were doing even though you don't yeah. really just been introduced to them it, it it
1: it very clearly like sets up like okay these guys are obviously a lot better a yeah. lot better equipped a lot better strategically and it immediately sets up the divide immediately between i think the, the, they're supposed to be the barbarians or something yeah um and uh yeah so they i think they immediately set that sort of precedent immediately and I should... um
0: which is good something i should mention about this film as well is i'm hugely interested in the history of rome watching things fic- mm-hmm. like historical fiction as we'll get to later is not the way to learn about it but i like just just to mention i do have some background information as to kind of like some of the stuff but it's outdated in in the way that um i've basically been listening to the history of Rome podcast which goes throughout all of rome like all of the history of rome from start to finish um or from rise to fall um but this movie is set hundreds of years after the point I've gotten to, so I don't know how much has changed. I haven't got to the point where it stops being a republic, but... Well, this is... Yeah, because this is, this is supposed to be, like,
1: the start of the downfall almost, isn't it? Like, the way this is depicted is, like the sort of very end of the war and stuff, and so they're sort of on their gradual decline. Well, it's more um, that they're reaching which... their
0: peak as an empire. And yes, how they, yes, 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 yeah,
1: yes, that's, that's what I mean, sorry. Like, uh, they're they're hitting, and there's only down from here, kind yeah. of thing.
0: But for those of you yeah. who don't know, Rome started out as a uh, republic. Oh, I don't know... It, okay, it's also been a few months since I listened to these podcasts. Um, I don't know if it strictly started out that way, but it became a republic um, so that people, like, I think, I believe it was two kings got voted in, um, and over time it changed as, like, which classes were allowed to become kings and all that kind of stuff, um, but, like, they were voted in and stuff, and, um, at some point it became, um, like a, I don't think dictatorship is the right word, but, um, obviously, like, the Caesars rule it, like, single- A monarchy. Monarchy, that's the one. Um, yeah. And, um... So the main plot point of this movie, which I don't think I would have understood back in history, which is funny because that's actually where I'm supposed to be learning about it, um, mm-hmm. is uh, the main plot point here is that the the king wants uh, his general to abolish the monarchy and reset up a republic yeah. which is fucking huge that's a huge pressure to put on someone yeah <laughs> and um and i think that much is obvious as well because he's like uh yeah. he's <laughs> like, like i can't wait to go home to my family and all this kind of stuff and it's like yeah about that no i want you to do the most important thing in the history of the roman empire for me uh also i'm not going to tell anyone else that i want you to do this so <laughs> good luck making people believe you all right all right um so yeah, there's that. But I'm I'm going forwards a little bit. Uh, I only bring it up because yeah. I was gonna say I did notice some things like and this movie isn't perfect with its historical accuracy as we'll get into later. But I did notice some oh, things sure. like um some of the lower class soldiers had less armour because like they were at mm. least the period I understand, which was a few hundred years before this, like they different like classes had different were given different levels of armour. So like you were just given oh, I don't even know, but I'm in no way an expert, but... Um, yeah, I just, like, have a small interest in it. So it's it's been fun to, like... Yeah. Notice these things and be like, oh, hey, there was some effort put into at least how it looked. Mm. Um, if not so much... The plot.
1: I I, I, I think, like, where, where a lot of the effort lies is definitely that, and also, like, making it look good. Um, but also, just the characters themselves and the way they interact with one another. Mm. And how... The plot may be not so good, but like the way it tells its story through the characters' emotions and how they're reacting to things and their general and their understanding and their like uh, intelligence as well. Yeah. And like it, like I think, what is it? Like the first five minutes or so, like nothing is spoken. It's all visuals. Oh, all um, right. maybe a not necessary. five minutes, but a little bit less than that. But it's all visual. It's all, it's the, obviously the hand through the wheat thing at the beginning, mm. and then it's the pick, and then it's, um, Maximus sat down sort of looking stoic and then he looks he's sort of like looking around and then it, obviously a little bird lands in front of him and he looks at it and he smiles and then it flies away and then he goes back to being stoic and he stands up and the entire area around him is just a wasteland basically it's burnt down everything's horrible so it's like that small moment of like you know nature sort of still being alive like proving to him like okay there is still something yeah like like it's in a very desperate place and then he walks along uh, through the sort of progression of people and every single one like the way they look at him and the way they smile everything basically immediately tells you so much about Maximus as a character immediately tell you he is obviously very well respected just like you don't know anything about this character you don't know what he is. obviously you might be able to tell it from his like armor and stuff because obviously he's wearing very specific armor um compared to everyone else but like there's there's almost like proudness to how everyone's looking at him absolutely and uh so much respect and it it sets up his character so fantastically um and how he's just sort of strolling along he's like nodding to everyone and he's like obviously acknowledging everyone as it goes by So someone who really cares about these people as well not um as well as that respect that he's getting back so it's very much a two-way street which I think is very interesting. And then immediately sets up who he is as a character. He is a very honorable man. He is very passionate about his people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And that's before, I mean, they, I think they say like, they'll say like general nod or something, but, and then obviously he gets, he goes up to the uh, other guy and then that's when the actual, actual first dialogue starts. Yeah. Um, But like in those few moments, so much is set up of his character and it's beautifully done. Like his, he, he, obviously he doesn't like where he is, um, he misses that sort of nature. And him just sat there with the, the, the shot of him with the week for his going through his hand. Obviously, that's just him thinking of home. Yeah. Um. It's so it's so obviously what it is. And then he's immediately grounded in reality again when he's sort of like, oh, I'm I'm in this war. Like, yeah, got to get through this last one and all <laughs> that, which, yeah, I, I think it's just beautifully done. And it shots in such a way like the focus is so there's so many shots in this film specifically as well. this is it's it's so much like character is just the focal point there is the character's face is 90 percent of the screen that is all you can see and the actors do a lot in those moments and something i something i've been trying to focus on more is characters reactions and the actors like what they're doing how and like trying to read their faces a lot more and it's playing his day on Maximus's face and some of the other characters later on as well like the the facial acting alone is fantastic in this film absolutely especially um, when he's going through his most anguished moments after losing his family yeah exactly there's so much and it's done so
0: beautifully just in that first part alone mm. um, which I think is brilliant Yeah, I do just want to make one quick correction I just remembered obviously if they don't have a king they have an emperor <laughs> that was that yes. at me um, I was going to yeah. say that but you were going off so I don't want to interrupt you <laughs> Um, yeah but yeah he's um, yeah I think I got the wrong impression of him when I first saw this because one of my notes on him is that he's immediately set up as an ends justified and means type of guy but I'm not sure he is Mm -mm. Um, but I think Mm -mm. that's just maybe necessarily the way uh, as as much as he is maybe is as much as he's been taught in the Roman Empire kind of a thing like not a lot of effort is put into portraying uh, the opponents he's fighting as Victims, because when you think about it, they're the invaders they're the Roman army like the Roman Empire, the Roman army, and they're you know finishing their conquest to take over a huge amount of land um, but mm. that's not what a film is really interested in showing that perspective uh, the yeah. The music I mean, I mean, at the end of a battle is very triumphant and victorious, and it almost makes yeah. it feel weirdly yeah. cliche, but not in like a good kind of a way yeah. well, I think dissonant. the
1: idea is that it's immediately yeah. I mean i think the idea is it's mainly set up that they are very outmatched very obviously so mm. and the way it's set up is that we are on the side of the romans and it's like oh this is the last one and everyone's so like oh the fuck, we just got to get through this last one mm. so they don't they know they're gonna win yeah that's the point like it's they they know they're gonna win they've got their superior in every possible way um i, I don't know if you, i mean i think Maximus says at some point like he did lose some men like there or something but like it's not really shown either that mm-hmm. like, i think every shot that's shown in the fight following is of romans just destroying <laughs> the enemy yeah like, i don't think there's really many if there is there're very few but yeah. there's not really any shots at all of like romans be- like being in a position where they're
0: like being severely injured or killed no yeah they are definitely the dominant force um mm-hmm. but I think this movie isn't trying to tell that particular story this is more just the backdrop for what happens later isn't it for sure Um, it's the setup
1: it's it's quite obviously just the setup to show it's just to show off Maximus and his mm. um, his the respect he governs and his physical prowess as well as a warrior
0: Mm. Um, also I picked out this quote his battle speech before they charge if you find yourself alone fighting in a green field with Sun on your face do not be troubled you are in Elysium. <laughs> it's very. Yeah. Uh, also, where else like, have we heard that? A, there's quote? such a. Fi- yeah. Where else have we heard that quote, Reese? You and me. Oh no. read it Oh no. Uh, um, you have to remind me. The, the Sorry, loading. I'm very tired. The loading screen for World of Warcraft, except they replace Elysium oh, with Azaroth, and also they say strength and honor to each other Come a on, lot, yeah. like the orcs. I think strength s- and honor. Yep. I think That's some people at Blizzard really enjoyed sure. this movie <laughs> when they were making World of Warcraft yeah, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. For sure not for to sure. bring everything back to wild WoW like i always do in everything that i make but um. that's something i mainly
1: really <laughs> picked up on as well and it, it's fantastic um like it, it's cool to watch films that have a cultural cultural impact yeah, especially on stuff that you're still enjoying to this day yeah and it's really interesting to see the origins it always is it's yes. why i always try and like why i always find it interesting to find the the history or like the yeah, I guess it would be the history like of a like specific like turn of phrase or something hmm. of like where does that come from? Why yeah. why is it we say that? Like there's there's an ad on YouTube that I've seen pop up every now and then, which is just um it goes on about um uh the middle finger, why it's a thing. Ah. Um which is really interesting. Apparently it was to do with uh, I can't remember specific I think it was like French or it was like i f- I can't remember specifically like where it was from, but basically it was to do because of the archers um, they were like incredibly good at killing people uh, with bows. So whenever one of them were captured, as 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 to to basically deal with them, they would cut off their middle finger oh, um, to obviously impede them. Yeah. So as a act of defiance, whenever they would escape them, they would give them the middle finger I see. as if to be like, "I've still got my finger." Um That's and so it they just kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was living, I was like. This is
0: actually a cool ad. (laughs) Yeah. God, it's crazy how... It's really interesting to learn. It's crazy how history is in everything that we do, whether we know it or not. Like our language, our body language, like everything. That's why I love history so much, man. Everything's connected Mm -hmm. to something that happened hundreds of years ago that we don't know anything about unless we go looking for it. It is. It's so fucking cool. It's
1: incredible how something so minor can be so explosive as well um, and And Like It's like a
0: globally recognised... I assume it's a globally recognised... sign of language yeah i i I, i'd say there's probably very there's there's probably very few places in the
1: world that don't understand what that is
0: when i was a kid i always thought the middle finger was to kind of like because you bunch your fist together and poke your finger out i thought it was always supposed to like be analogous of sticking your dick up at someone i don't know um fair anyway
1: um i mean that's 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 the scottish thing with the kilts <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. That's something, that's something they used to do in wartime. Uh, oh. They didn't wear any of their kilts, so they'd flash their enemies. Oh, delightful. I did not know yeah. that. that was, <laughs> that's amazing. Is that, it's why is, is that
0: why he's fucking called Willie in The Simpsons? For God's sake. Oh, I don't know.
1: But I, I, I think it's just a, a Scottish name. Yeah. But I think um, that's why you, you, you may hear the joke like, you don't, you can't wear a kilt unless you're naked underneath or something yeah. like yeah. that. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's like the only proper way you're supposed to wear one is by wearing <laughs> nothing underneath. Gotcha.
0: Um, well, anyway, back to the movie. Then um, I think they make a very good. Uh, they kind of hammer home the idea that Maximus just wants to go home and not play politics. Yeah. Um, I think they yeah. do that well. Yeah. Like every the fact that he knows exactly how long he's been there as well. Yeah, uh, long god, from home. it's like it, it's like he's been in prison, like the yeah, way he the sure. way he tells it. Um, even though like you get the impression that obviously he's one of a you know, um. More higher up, well-off people, because he has this this house in the fields of wheat and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he's actually a prisoner that got sent to the army or something. Um, no, he he's he definitely feels, doing his duty for Rome. Yeah, trapped there. Um, mm. But he's trapped there by his sense of honor, not by. Well, I don't know. You assume it's well, because it, of his sense it, of honor.
1: His sense, his sense of honor, and his. Um, I guess duty. Uh, his his respect and his um what's the word I'm looking for try to think of a word can't think of the word his i i guess how he feels towards the emperor as well yeah like he, he to say that. him it's made clear that he there. loves the I'm emperor to, i can't yeah like it i'm trying to i can't think of the word but yeah it, he's basically being like yeah i you are my leader i will follow you kind of thing you know
0: yeah, and then um, not long after that, the Dying Emperor. I put, oh, that's a big deal. The Dying Emperor of Rome wants his best general to transition power back to the Senate uh, to end the dynastic tyranny. See, I can mm-hmm. actually put my thoughts out on, on paper, just not in podcast form. So it's a good thing I'm doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's really well done as well. Um, going back to like characters as well. is um, He's called Commodore, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, where it, it flits back to them, and they're, like cushy oh, wait. Little. they're in a cushy little cart. You mean the emperor? Um, I mean, like, um, after... Who's... Yes, yeah, it's, it's Commodus,
0: sorry.
1: Commodus. It's Commodus, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 Commodus. The emperor, obviously, is... Does he ever have, does he have, like, a first name? Because I know he's just called Caesar, isn't he? Is uh, that just a
0: last He would name be. He or... would be called Commodus Christ? Caesar, I think. Or maybe Caesar's a title? Is yeah. Caesar
1: title? Caesar must be a title. I think Caesar... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, um, but uh, yeah. So, but there's obviously the battle that goes on yes, and the it battle is. ends. It is the title. Sorry. And then it, and then it flips over to what Commodus is doing, obviously, and his and his sister as well, mm. and how they're just really like they're just in a, in a cart traveling. No
0: like I, wearing nice clothes and everything. I've got to ask you something uh, because it does it does get built upon as the movie goes on. But I got it mm-hmm. straight from this scene, uh, and maybe it's just because Game of Thrones and the Lannisters have tinted my view of that kind of sibling relationship. Did you get incest vibes in that scene? Because um, I kind of did. I, I I
1: basically thought like, I was like, it's like I basically thought they're either they're either lovers of some kind, or that's a sister, and it's getting weird again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, I had this idea of yeah. Do you fucking. like and then like uh, when I found out (laughs) when I found out she was his sister I was like yeah they fucking know (laughs) you know like it it was was weird vibes and then obviously as the film progresses and she becomes more um you know against her brother you still see like every scene they have together gets slightly more incestuous of like he starts like putting her fingers in his mouth and you're like okay yeah this is definitely weird and then at the end she straight out comes out and says it doesn't he they slept it, together it's almost like he's uh, progressing over the film it's like he's slowly breaking down which I think is really interesting Dude, to watch Joaquin Phoenix does a fucking fantastic job of having this emperor just like you know growing more mentally unstable by the film it's so well done and obviously like mm-hmm. his sister's is uh, in charge of all of the important things because he's just you know <laughs> burning just so it, unstable and, yeah yeah Um, Well, that's something that's mentioned a lot as well, which I
1: think is really interesting, because Caesar says to her, he's like, if only you had been born a man. Yeah. Um, Because basically saying, like, she's so well-suited to be an emperor, Mm. um, but she's just
0: born with the wrong parts. (laughs) So... For those days, yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, God, he does such a good job, and... um, I think uh, Jack Gleeson playing Joffrey probably, you know, watched Joaquin Phoenix's performance because you know actors kind of do research on similar roles sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he watched his film and took some like notes. Yeah, that notes, that, that,
1: that's that's a very good point actually. Yeah, because you, I could definitely see the um, the similarities between how they acted their characters. Yes. Whereas, um, where uh, Joaquin was definitely more of like a smouldering insanity, um, whereas with uh, Joffrey's character, uh, Joffrey. Um, I forget, I've already forgotten the actor's name. Jack Gleeson. Um, Jack Gleeson, thank you. Um, Jack Gleeson sort of started out as that, but was much faster progression into like this explosive insanity, which was really interesting. Yes.
0: So yeah, that definitely that is a very good uh, comparison for sure. I was making comparisons to Game of Thrones the entire time, and it's interesting because the books were written a few years, the first couple of books were written a few years I mean... before this movie came out, but... Um, it works, though, because yeah. it is, even though it is
1: fantasy, it is based in this kind of thing. It's based in a time like this, you know, like the yeah. the idea of honour, honour, and fighting with swords, and yeah. armies
0: um, fighting each other over land. And, yeah, and Maximus you know. reminded me of Ned Stark a lot, with his sense yes. of honour and duty, and doing things he didn't want to yeah. be doing and stuff. But yeah, some of it's mm-hmm. happenstance, because obviously the novels were written a couple of years before the movie came out, um, but then, again, the show came out later, so... You know, maybe it's like yeah. they took acting cues and all that kind of stuff. Because, um, yeah. like yeah, you yeah. said, this is very much a film which had a cultural impact, at least in a historical fiction kind of yeah, yeah. Fresh area of film. Um, yeah. So uh, we have the we have the uh, betrayal um, where um, Joaquin Phoenix kills his dad so he can become emperor. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was well done as well because it wasn't just callously done like out of nowhere. It was mm-hmm. more like They had a frank talk about his failings as a son and like what he wanted from Mm -hmm. uh, like a successor and why he's doing this.
1: His acting.
0: Mm. His acting (laughs) in that scene. I think is my favorite.
1: Yeah. I I think it's my favorite scene of him, of his, because it's so like, oh, it it hits you. (laughs) Like this is a son that has been rejected by his father. Yeah. And And he hugs him to death. (laughs) He makes you feel it. Yes, yeah, he you makes will. you feel it. Yeah, God, it's so oh, so good. So like where he's teary-eyed, but then he stops himself crying. Yeah, like to bit like, like say some words, but then he can't help himself. So then he starts crying. And it's like, oh, yeah, so good,
0: I love it. <laughs> you know it's a good film when you're fanning about someone's acting. It's it's great. I need to watch another more good films. Good thing about that scene is
1: yes. Um, but another good thing I didn't actually realise it was him.
0: I'll be honest. Um, I had to look it up because I thought it was different. someone else. And yeah. then I was like, oh, it's yeah, not this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the um, guy who plays a joker. And that was my thought process. Yeah. Say so this bit of me, mean, 20
1: years difference, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite, uh, what well, I'd say that as well is the score during that scene as well is fantastic. Mm. And like, there's little bumps in it, I've noticed, of like, oh, something's not quite right. And yeah. then it really escalates when he starts like suffocating him. Because yeah. there's like little moments where. Cause, it does it perfectly as well because it obviously it's got the the back and forth like over shoulder cam for each for each character as you would normally do in a conversation you know that's how that's how a conversation works on mm-hmm. film you just two people having a conversation it flits back and forth back and forth back and forth um but like the music was fine and it was a very sort of like okay this is a son you know procre- like being emotional with his father like laying like his emotions out and talking mm-hmm. to his father about the stuff blah, blah 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 and then There's a point where he's on his knees, and then it flips back to uh, Commodus, and there's like a twang in the, in the thing, like a much lower note that's just in there, Um, which I think is fantastic. And it's like, oh, that's like the string being snapped. Yeah, that's that's the point. Like, oh,
0: I wish I'd picked um, up on that. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) um, I I rewound it because I wasn't sure if I caught it or not. I literally, I think it was one of like two scenes I pulled back to double check. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'd listen, I, and I was like listening, like, oh, but like, but yeah, like, he, I think he closes his eyes, and then it, it, like, you just hear it. Yeah. Um, it's like a much lower note. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it escalates, escalates, and it's like, oh, they're hugging,
0: oh no. <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta say, it's very it, much Beth as well. It's such it? a good scene. Um, because you've got, yeah, yeah, you, sure. you've got like, he's plotting with, uh, it, obviously not his wife, but his sister who he's had an incestuous relationship with like she's aware of his plotting she knows what he's going to do um you get the impression later on that she thought it was the right thing to do because she didn't want rome to go back to being a republic she thought that would be bad um but later she grows to be guilty of it um in macbeth it's the other way around macbeth is the one who grows to be guilty of it but he kind of becomes like this mad ruler i don't know it's been a while since i studied macbeth but that is basically what happens and um yeah yeah very much beth Vibes in here, and i I very much enjoyed it um oh what was I was gonna say about that scene as well um just no, yeah, it has gone, let's move on <laughs> um so yeah they frame they frame maximus um or
1: no they don't, they don't frame, frame him,
0: sorry, no they don't frame they don't him frame but um. They basically brand him a traitor, don't they, for suggesting uh, that his dad wanted them to be a republic again, right? That's how it went down. No, that's no. not what happens either. What um, happens? So
1: it's because he disrespects Commodus. Oh he, yeah. He okay, yeah. yeah reaches yeah, yeah. out his hand, and then he just
0: walks past him. Yeah, um, but that's because he he's not he's. I was kind of right. He's saying he's not gonna you know respect him as an emperor because that's his dad wanted him to move it back to the republic and if he kisses his ring and respects him as an emperor then he can't just turn around and say no we're supposed to be a republic because that's what your dad wanted so he had to kind of turn around and you know his honor compelled him to not kiss uh, um Commodus's ring at that point so yeah mm. um i was half right <laughs> um, but yeah um yeah. and then obviously i think i think the mo- one of the most brutal lines in this film comes shortly afterwards where he was like, "Please, just spare my family, and then your family will meet you in the afterlife." Yeah. Yikes, dude! <laughs> why? That's 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 pretty. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. Horrible.
1: Uh, Do you like his observation of that though? Where like he's getting his armor on and stuff, and he tries to run away, and then he's like, and he just comes in, and he's like, "Oh, um, yeah," he's like, "Oh, that was a, you should not have done that." And he's like leaving, and he's like, "Wait, why would you have your armor on?" And then like <laughs> the other guys walk in and yeah. grab him. I just love that he's that like. Observant
0: as well, like it's just a, another little thing to be like, he, he immediately like un- notices it. And he's like, oh, Okay, it's a tense scene, isn't it? Where he's like, Why do you have your armor on? kind mm-hmm. of thing, yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: I like really, Cicero yeah. as well. His, I don't know if he's his servant or his slave. Um, again, I don't um, know. That I, I think just his another history. general, right? I, I think he's just another general, is he? Um, no, he's he, he seems no, Cicero as in like his servant, like the guy who helps him out later. Like, i sorry, i confusing him, sorry, uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah um, um, yeah. well, I'm just
1: gonna say before we move on from that scene, though, like I, I like how um, um, the difference between um, his sister and Maximus. Obviously, Maximus just walks by because he's like, "I don't care. I'm going." You've you've done something horrible. I know you did it. Yeah. Um, but then his sister Lucilla, by walks way. up. Thank you, uh, Lucilla. Sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, Lucilla walks up, slaps him. But then immediately takes it back and like is like yes okay fine you're the emperor because I, I think yeah. that's very much like an acceptance of like what would be the outcome if she did the same as Maximus mm. technically
0: more because she hit him yeah um, yeah true yeah um, yeah she's she's a very interesting character as you watch her progress through the film. Um, like obviously for the sure. guilt, the realisation that obviously her brother's not gonna be a good emperor and that they shouldn't have done this. And then her working mm. with Maximus again. And um Yeah, it's I, I like her character a lot. She's kind of a badass. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: a good character. She's definitely played out interesting. One of the one of the more interesting characters for sure. Hm. Mm.
0: Um Oh yeah, I forgot in that scene as well, uh, Max. When the Emperor's dying, oh no, he's dead, obviously. Um, and he mm. whispers "father" to him, and you can see uh, yeah. Commodus looks up and like tenses. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like oh, <Boy.
1: laughs> he did not like that. And <laughs> that's interesting as well. Something that's interesting as well is he calls him brother.
0: Like when he sees him. Yeah. When he first has it turns like... up, he calls him brother, yeah. which is interesting. Because I think they've known can each they just... other all their lives, haven't they? And it's like yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. whole dignity thing, which is yeah it's interesting but can i just say as well i love like
1: how i don't know how accurate it is historically but i love how everyone's very like touchy if you know what i mean like everyone's very huggy everyone's kissing each other and yeah. like kissing each other's cheeks and stuff I, I find that really interesting um because it's in a in a world where toxic masculinity is at a little time high oh yeah um <laughs> it, it's really quite refreshing to see something like that yeah. um and think, oh, this is based on a time that was way before. I mean, maybe it's not historically accurate, but it's nice to think that that's something that we did have at one point, you know, minus the slight sexism. I but, have, I have um, a feeling
0: that, and I, I might be wrong, this is not based on fact, but I have a feeling that would all have come in with the church and at this point it would seem yeah, uh, the Romans are still following the pantheon uh, gods because you can see... Um, yes obviously Maximus gods, is you know yeah. saying thanks to the gods and all this kind of stuff uh but I they, think it's yeah because he mentions different gods yeah yeah but I think it is the church and Christianity which uh bring this fear yeah. of home like home uh, homosexuality it's, it's a fear of, the of the homosexuality yeah, yeah and I sure. imagine that's kind of where just, it is in our society where toxic masculinity yeah. kind of comes from as well
1: I mean I, th- I I think we're at a point now like
0: where that kind of
1: thing is slowly being phased out in a yes. way like You'll, you'll probably find a lot more people in our generation or like around our generation are a lot less religious mm-hmm. in that degree like in terms in terms of like um, I say our, our ethnicity of like religion and stuff, our ideas of religion um, when it comes to like obviously Christianity and Catholic and all that good stuff um, I feel like in other cultures, obviously, I can't really say because they're different cultures. I don't understand those cultures, so I wouldn't really know. Not being uh, from any of those cultures or having even the slightest understanding of any of those cultures, um,
0: still find them very interesting. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that I... um, a lot of modern Christians these days aren't homophobic. That's not really something that's. Yes. Some of them are. It's... Don't get me wrong, but I've met a lot of like it's... people our age who are religious and don't have those prejudices and. Yeah it's it's, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It, it, it's it's one of those things as well, like,
1: something I find interesting um, is y- you look at the Bible um, in its entirety, and there'll be points where it's like, okay, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Then obviously the stuff about homosexuality and sex before marriage and slaves, that's, that's a mm-hmm. big deal in the Bible as well. Apparently mm-hmm. slaves are okay in the Bible, which I find <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah um that's something I, I i i watched something back along and someone said um someone basically like referenced something i was saying oh being gay is like a sin or whatever and then the guy was the, it was a black man and he responded by saying oh so the part about having slaves is okay too then and the dude was just like nope <laughs> like, <laughs> Which i think was really interesting like yeah and that's something that can be taken away then you can't pick and choose what you can and can't Support with that kind of thing, yeah. It doesn't work, yeah. Um, true. and ultimately, it is entirely a part of it, but you can, I guess, you can say, like, because it's the want, it's the want to believe in something, right? It's the yeah. want to always have something to believe in and something you can, like, you know, pray to. Like, worship is always going to be a thing, mm. um, from us because we're dreamers, we, we always, you know, we're all we need, and we always need. Some, some, something to be like, hey, it's going to be okay. Whether that is through religion and worship, or whether that's through something you know less religious, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but either way, as long as you're not being a dick about it, you know. As long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as
0: you're not being a dick, you can do what you want. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, get back to the film a bit. Um, when they, when they took—that <laughs> was a wild tangent. <laughs> <laughs> when they took Maximus the out to get killed. Um, and uh, he he does his whole turnaround thing and starts uh, he he frees himself and kills a whole bunch of dudes the last guy who he walks up to goes to get his sword out and it doesn't come out and he has like this fucking CSI Miami moment of like the frost sometimes it makes the blade stick. <laughs> like, did that Did that <laughs> catch you as being like, Yeah! <laughs> did that catch you as being a little out of place? Because it did with me. It, <laughs> it was cheesy, but I think
1: it's just more fuel to the fire of Mike's character being like, Yeah, he's really cool. And he's, oh, yeah. he's got so much prowess. You and, could totally oh. just,
0: like, give like, that and put, like, the sunglasses coming down and, like, a spliff and, like, just deal with it. Like. I really like...
1: <laughs> I I like that scene as well because it it, sh- it does show his combat prowess because there's mm-hmm. the guy on the horse that charges him and right at the last second he moves to the non-sword side yeah to like catch him yeah. so like his aim is way off he does he does hit him but
0: that would have been a kill blow but he he's on the left side but importantly he's also not infallible he does take a fairly substantial wound as well yeah he still uh, takes either, a chunk out of him and then obviously but, like,
1: but it still shows like he he he's watching he's
0: his movement and stuff and. He he's very aware of what's going on, mm. and then um, and then obviously we have him trying to return to his family before. Uh, so, did it shock you that his family legitimately got killed? Because it shocked
1: me. <laughs> no, like I, I, I don't think so. I, I think I think that was kind of the. I think that was it. I think it was one of those things where it's like it's the cause of of the character pushing true. on to do a thing. Um, I, I honestly thought it would happen, and because. It, I, I wasn't sure at first, but then the scene played of the where he's kind of like passing out like kind of on the horse, mm. I, and then he gets a glimpse of Elysium. Yeah, and then it shows them, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess he either thinks they're dead or they are dead at this point. Yeah, but you like, see
0: the, you see the kid running towards the soldiers, and you're like, oh no! Oh god! I, oh god! It's horrible. Isn't and later it? on, like as you well, you stop. And later on as well, doesn't he reveal that they weren't just killed, and they weren't just hanged, they were hung, drawn, and quartered. I think he said something about yeah, like that. hung, drawn, and quartered, and his wife was raped. His yeah, was pretty raped much. Today. Yeah. So, that was pretty fucking brutal. And I can't imagine mm-hmm. bouncing back from that in any way at all. Um, like, Jesus. And, of mm-hmm. course, we see him a broken man, um, who gets picked up and, you know, sold into slavery as a gladiator. Um... And obviously that's how we get to the gladiator portion of the film. Mm. Mm. Something something about that scene
1: which is fantastically done as well. Um, they show the progression of time really well, mm. purely from his wound on his arm. Ah, oh, um, I didn't catch it. So that. when they're on the cart when they're on the cart and the guy puts the maggots in him, he's like, No, leave, you leave, they they will help, you will see. And then it like progresses, but it feels like no time's passed. But because uh, I think it does like a big, all established shot of where they are, they're in the desert, you know, traveling through a desert, whatever. Then it goes back and he's got like a bunch of shit in there now. And yeah. He's like, See, I told you. Ah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, Oh, so I guess, that, I guess yeah.
0: time has progressed from yeah. them. Which I think was interesting, like showing off that, that it did actually progress. Yeah. And he was very much in like a fever state, you know, in and out of consciousness. Yes. And... I was yeah. saying, when
1: you're in that kind of state, like, days can go by without mm. you
0: realizing. But when he uh when, when he was finally like healed up a bit and stuff he still like was just not there mentally, like just staring no. into space and all this kinda of stuff. Um mm-hmm. So we we're introduced to the uh to the owner of their owner oh my god, I forgot his name, hang on. We are introduced to Proximo. Proximo, that's the dude. Um who buys them and then decides that they're gonna be gladiators and everything. Um I do like <laughs> one of his first lines, You sold me queer giraffes. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yes. that gave me a good laugh. Oh god, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't he like grabbing him by the balls as well. Yes, he does. Yes, uh, we're we're very immediately showing that this is not a very forgiving man. Um, although yeah. we do see a softer side of him later on. Um, as as soft as a slave owner can be, I guess. Um, but you know that's so, uh, very uh, much ex- normalised. slave owner, yeah. yeah. That is very much normalised during that era of history, I guess. But like, y- oh yes. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I think the scene where Maximus is scraping off his legion tattoo is super powerful and sad. Like, yes. Jesus! Like, obviously that's you know self harm and everything, and just like he mm-hmm. he doesn't want that to be on his skin anymore. And back then they didn't yeah. have tattoo removal by way of laser, so that was pretty much <laughs> the only way to do it, and he's just. Yeah, he's just not reacting to the pain in any way because obviously yeah, he's already in so that, much That's pain something and, that's really interesting. Like he's not even flinching;
1: he's just doing it, yeah. and also having a casual conversation. Yeah,
0: so sad. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, also, I think another famous line because there are certain lines that are told in this movie. Uh, that I'm like, oh, I recognise that line from a whole bunch of places. Um, is um, when they're talking when the politicians are talking about Maximus bringing the arena back into Rome, um, starting up the uh, gladiator fights again, um, and mm-hmm. one of them says he'll bring them death and they will love him for it. I recognise that line from a few mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Um, I think it was the master. No, it's not. Sorry, um, Gracchus, uh, played by Derek Jacobi, uh, who mm-hmm. says that, isn't he? He's like, they will love him for it." And they will love him for it. Him for it, it. <laughs> <There> <laughs> says you it through like gritted teeth. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I liked that a lot, and yeah. Um, so yeah, because during that point in the movie, we do kind of s- jump back to Rome and see how uh, how the reception is of uh, Commodus coming back as an emperor, and you see the people booing him and uh, <laughs> as he gets uh, taken further in, clearly they do not like him. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was well established. Um, and he has a very frosty reception with the Senate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, I think Commodus says something
1: to one of them as well, where he's just like, oh, look at all these. Because the, the, one of the Senate guys is like, oh, look at all these people who come out to see you. And he's like, oh, if you paid them more, I'm sure
0: more would have turned up or something like that. He something like, something that. like he that. He has some kind of jibe about yeah. how they treated him badly um yeah like how you know don't pay for people who are going to treat you badly or whatever um Mm -hmm. yeah and then we we return to uh because they get drafted as gladiators and oh what was it they say that spurred him into actually deciding to fight for his life they were talking weren't they talking about how like it's human nature like you can say you're not gonna fight but when someone's coming at you gonna kill you you just kind of yeah defend yourself and cuz it's cuz they
1: were kind of just there weren't they and then the dude there was a dude in front of me who was like completely scared and was just like pissing himself as well and then he yeah. just kind of re- reacted to it which I think was really interesting mm. like it was kind of a case of like okay <laughs> like he yeah. was just like all right but I do find it really interesting how he just before that he was just letting himself get hit and just yeah. going down and then
0: getting back up and like okay just just keep hitting me kind of yeah but when it becomes like a mortal threat he's like okay fine <laughs> um and i think I that's about the beat down that's that's uh, something you hear about a lot when it comes to gladiators, like famous gladiators, whether they were real or fictional, mm. um, is that you know they went to the arena because they had nothing else to live for. I definitely came across some of those types in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I was playing recently. Mm. Um, it's always so, kind of like so- the, if you if you have nothing else in life and you just want glory, like that's just kind of where you go, and that's how a lot of people end up mm. there. The the one small bit I do know about Roman history,
1: uh, I believe a lot of gladiators that were were fighters for a very long time were purely tried a vegan diet oh. uh which is something i, I discovered yeah because apparently they just they discovered that it was just better at them recovering so they could do more fights <laughs> pretty much um which is really interesting how they got so big as well um so, yeah pure they purely went on a, on a vegan diet and how because i think i think uh I watched a show back along about veganism in general, and uh, a guy was like researching how you could recover faster from injury and stuff. Hmm. And yeah, he, and the gladiators, and they said they'd found bones which basically they were stupid healthy, like compared to the average persons today, they were just crazy healthy because well, I mean, one they had good healthcare because they were gladiators, you know, they were they were uh, competitors, they were like, this makers. was the sport of <laughs> yeah exactly they, this was the sport of the thing. This was someone's cash cow. Yeah. And if he was injured, they weren't getting any money.
0: So, of course, they'd spend the big big monies on him. It's such um, a weird duality, and, isn't it? Of, like, you are a slave, and normally slaves would get treated like dirt, But and, and we are here to watch you die, but at the same time, you're putting on such a good show that we're going to treat you it. super well. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's, it's the whole idea as well of the crowd as well, because he, he says something as well.
1: It's like, once the crowd starts cheering for your name, you'll get a taste for it. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes this whole thing of like wanting more and more and more, almost like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, where you almost need the crowd. Like the reason you do it is not because of the riches that you end up getting, but because the crowd loves you. <laughs> yeah. Um which can be said for influencers today.
0: Yeah. If, if Yeah, oh my god, dude. Are you fucking putting the, the arena of social media as a metaphor for gladiatorial combat? Because I'm here for that essay. I'm here for that YouTube essay. Give it to me. Yes. Uh, yes. You could do some fun with that. Oh my god. I, the, I don't hang on, do no, that no, no, hang on, I just read a fact as well. When I was looking at the historical accuracy of this... Hang on, I was going to read this later, but... Uh, let me just quickly find it. Blah 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 blah. Historical if everything was in order in the show, it wouldn't be the show. So. Um, or this
1: podcast. No Scott rather.
0: also stated that due to the influence of, uh, no, no no no, that's not it. Some historical facts were too b- unbelievable to include. Uh, for instance, in an early version of the script, gladiators would have been carrying out product endorsements in the arena. While this would have been historically <laughs> accurate, it was not filmed for fear audience would think it was an, anachronistic. So yeah, literally, um, oh shit, gladiators would be wearing like sponsored stuff. So Um, yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) That's that's the thing as well. That's it all. It all comes back to history. That's Mm -hmm. because this this is a because this would have been a Roman Empire
1: at like the peak of its reign as well. Mm -hmm. Like so, the fact that they did shit like that, and the fact that we Mm -hmm. do shit like that now, Mm -hmm. and still do shit like that.
0: oh that's so cool. That's so interesting. (laughs) Like life, (laughs) life imitates history yeah good lord well i, I guess the more appropriate phrase would be Oof. history is a flat circle yes um which is a another thing itself. that was the warcraft storm by the way um anyway um are you not entertained not circle, that's that's the part we're at <laughs> throw a right sword <laughs> <laughs> i just love the, the sword throw after it's brilliant yeah god that's so it famous we laugh that's such a famous scene and i think, I, I, think
1: it, I think it shows off how much um people harrowed him as a as a fighter as well or how impressed they are how much they love watching him fight Is because he does that and you would think he'd get like a oh okay that was that was a bit shit edgy, boy. but they love it
0: <laughs> yeah they, they love
1: it yeah oh they're so excited that he threw their sword yeah yes like, oh, give me the sword big
0: man angie he throws sword Cheers. oh big man do a good fight and throw sword <laughs> Uh, but I think also it's supposed <laughs> to show his disdain for the crowd at the same time, like, yeah, like I don't know. It's a it's a weird it's a weird um, relationship with the crowd, isn't it? Where like part of him mm-hmm. probably wants might- them to be like, well, recognize what I just fucking did, uh, but another part of him is yeah. like, I am here of not by my choice, and I'm fighting, you know, for my life here. Uh, fuck you for it, enabling this shit. It is definitely it's definitely a duality thing because it
1: is. Because, I mean, this is someone who was respected for a while as well. He was, he was highly regarded by the Emperor of Rome, mm. no less. Um, so the fact that he's now having to try to impress a crowd of rowdy people, just, just random people, mm. um, and the fact that he, he gets like so frustrated with it as well because he knows like this is just a blood sport. These are just people just here to watch me kill someone. Yeah. They don't care about me they don't care about who I am exactly. when all these other people did for those reasons. So yeah,
0: <laughs> there, which I it's just interesting. I like it. I was going to bring up like as well, it. how uh, I really liked this part in a movie where it has two sides of a narrative. You see Maximus in like the like ramshackle arena, um, back in Africa, mm, yeah. um, fighting for his life. And then you see Commodus, the guy who betrayed him and, you know, took, took the empire when he wasn't really supposed to and he's he's the one who's like he's it's almost like he's got a similar kind of um blood thirst because he's reopening the arenas mm. and all this kind of stuff but you see it from a place of opulence and and mm. luxury and it's really cool to see the two sides of like the fighters so, versus who they're fighting to please that kind of thing and that that kind of shows off like the difference between them as
1: well like maximus is trying to earn people's love and adoration and then commodus is very much trying to buy it um by doing these things and because because there's something he always says he wants the people to love him and stuff but he's not doing the things that would get
0: that I, um and so he's just kind of throwing shit at it until it works i would say it's slightly whereas different Maxim- it's more that it i would say it's more that commodus is trying to earn people's love whereas maximus is not trying to do that he's just trying to survive but at the same time, he is earning their love, and that's what pisses Commodus that's, off, kind of thing. That that's, yes, that's that's more what I meant. Obviously, yeah. at
1: this point, he definitely isn't trying to earn it because he doesn't care. Yeah. Um. But it, it, it's, it's this is someone that just governs respect because of who he is as a person, mm. which is what Commodus wants. But that's not who Commodus is as a person. Mm. So he's kind of like trying to. Pull it from people, almost. Yeah, like he's just trying to take it and be like, "Love me." And, <laughs> uh, the, and um, the main point
0: of conflict uh, between the two characters, obviously, is that he's the emperor, and he feels like I'm the emperor. I'm supposed to be loved, whereas this common gladiator, is before they know yep. his identity, uh, gains so much more respect than he does. Blessed. Yeah, and yeah. It's, be- it's because of his own making as well, which is what he can't stand mm-hmm. in every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's around this time in the film. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm trying to shift things along, but there's a lot of people to get through. <laughs> we're already fifty-two no, minutes We're not even out,
1: we're like, we're like halfway through. I know, no, right? You know, like, yeah. um,
0: but we're we're at a point where yeah, so. um, where they've heard that the arena's reopening, and um, doesn't um, doesn't Maximus reveal his identity to? Um, I am gladiator <laughs> No, you turn your back to me <laughs> no that's a bit later I was going to say this is when he's revealing his identity oh. to um, uh, no. okay, um, yeah. Proximo and Proximo sees himself in uh, Maximus because he used to be yeah. uh, a famous gladiator whereas obviously Maximus used to be a famous general and they both had glory and everything mm-hmm. uh, and you get this yeah. lad bonding hashtag lad bonding um, I, do like, I do like that part as well because he's
1: just like cause I like how his response is what do you want a woman? Man? <laughs> like immediately it's like alright. Yeah. This is a man of simple pleasures, clearly. <laughs>
0: and doesn't he just say like revenge or something edgy like that? Yeah, well, yeah. he just says some weird shit. Not just not vengeance. Justice <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. Uh <laughs> Um but yeah. Um Oh, did you catch how he always sniffs dirt before a fight? That's like his thing. Um that's like, like his... he
1: smells it and then rubs it into his hands yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like the, the sound and stuff yeah
0: yeah it's cool how that happens it every must be like a time yeah like is in
1: the, and they don't cut it out either like, they show it every time because yeah. the first time he does it is like I, I i like yeah it's just really interesting because I, I think that's the point where you're like okay he's going to fight yeah. um because he does it just before like the first time he does start fighting in the gladiator arena i think arena. it's partially tactical um,
0: because it in- improves his grip on his weapons i mean in- improves grip but yeah, also yeah, like, sure. it's like it's a like ritual. It's a warrior's ritual yeah yeah it's a warrior's ritual
1: before battle Brings him i back mean i arena. imagine that was a big thing back in rome for sure you know it i imagine that was a huge thing for some people i mean th- this was this was this, this, these were people that Believed in a pantheon of gods as well. Mm -hmm. So they probably did it to appease the gods to some degree.
0: You know? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's super telling that the first fight we see him in in the big Rome arena is they're recreating a historical fight of Romans versus. is it the barbarians? Because it's Hannibal, isn't it? Hannibal yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. By towards the end of a fight, he's fighting so well that the crowds are cheering for Hannibal. They're going, "Go Hannibal, go Hannibal!" kind of thing. Yeah. They don't even care. They just they just yeah. root for whoever is better at killing. Um, and yeah, I th- I thought that was really cool. And obviously. The emperor. Well, no. the imp- The interesting thing is, the emperor is also just like, yeah, sure, fuck it, this is fun. He's just he's
1: just enjoying the, the death. I think he's yeah. just enjoying the bloodshed. This is and then the Maximus. dude's just like, uh, the gladiators are supposed to win, but not the gladiators
0: aren't supposed to win. Yeah, the, the Romans won, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously at this point, um, Maximus has his motivation to fight. He he knows that he might get within stabbing range of uh, Commodus for revenge. But unfortunately, before that fight, we got introduced to his—oh, uh, not his. Sorry, to Lucilla's son. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, Maximus is a man of not murdering children, unlike some people I can mention in this film. And mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. So when when the kid comes out, he recognizes the kid, and he has to fricking hide his his weapon. And you're like, ah, oh, come on. Let him stab the dude. Which is good. The entire film, you're rooting for him to kill uh, uh, Commodus, the Emperor.
1: There's something that gets in the way. Yeah. Like the other way around as well. Like he wants to kill him, but something gets in the way. And it's like,
0: oh, it's just this constant dance. Exactly. Brilliant. But it's important to note that, like, he's a gladiator in Arena, but he has not lost his humanity. As much as he wants revenge, as broken as he is, he's not going to stoop to the levels uh, that uh, Commodus has stooped to. He's not going to endanger the kid's life. One of the things that. Yeah, it's the thing that stops him and keeps insanity. I think is
1: that kind of thing. Mm. You know, it's like he. This is a person that would kill a child
0: in an instant if it got in his way. Mm-hmm. I won't be that person. And later in the movie, we even see Commodus in danger of the life of that specific child, uh, or at least yep. threaten it. Um, so yeah, it's like. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he
1: says, um, "What it says if you look at me the wrong way." Then your son dies. Yeah. Like, um, was- if you try to take your own life, your son dies, and it's like just this cold way he's saying it to her, which is fantastic. Yeah. Like he means it, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what, what? Can I just say as well, along with the whole thing we said earlier about uh, Colonus becoming more and more insane, his hair gets way more
0: dishevelled. Yes, it <laughs> as does. it goes on, and he's constantly. His face looks clammy and sweaty, and just like yeah, like he's not having a good time. No. It it almost makes you wonder if, like, Lucilla was poisoning him slowly or something, because, um, mm. I don't know, there's always theories about stuff like that, isn't there? Like, um, there's a theory that, um, I forget who it was, There's a theory that someone was poisoning Tywin before, before obviously, all that went down in Game of Friends. Um, spoilers. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. And the identity mm. reveal scene was incredibly tense, I loved it. Where he was, like, trying to do yeah. everything he could to not reveal his identity, because then that like, would mean his death. Mm. Um, but eventually he has to. And and what does he say? He removes his helmet and he goes on like a full spiel. He's like, I am yeah, Maximus Aurelius. Yeah, full name and he says... It the husband reminds to me a of, murdered um, wife, father to a murdered son, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I will have uh, my vengeance in my life to remember, all the it, next. It just reminds me of that... Um, it's
1: like, <laughs> you, you killed my mother, prepared to kill you. Yeah, like, that's what I reminds thing, you know? <laughs> it, it reminds me so
0: much of that. But he just unleashes all of his hatred story. in that speech, yeah. and it's really well Love done. And, and, and the look on fucking um, Commodus' face is just like, oh, God.
1: <laughs> I like, like, um, like Lucius' reaction as well, because he's like, oh, shit, and he, like, steps back a few like, uh-oh, I'm going to
0: let him go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Um... We haven't talked about Juba at all. I like Juba as well. We should we should mention Juba. I, I made a joke yes. I made a joke last week about how I assumed this film would be whitewashed and it it wasn't entirely. Again, I don't know how historically accurate it is, but it they it's not a fully whitewashed film, so I should probably throw it out. There. I,
1: I do like the conversations he has with them as well, because before they go to the Colosseum, um, they have a conversation where they're talking about each other's families hmm. and um they say he he basically says like, um, uh, I think Maximus says to him, "If you die, would you wait for your family?" he's he Like yes. I love that. And, he, scene. and then he basically says the same, and he says, "Your family are waiting for you,
0: yeah. um, but not today." And another thing about that scene, yeah, that's what I love about that scene where he says, "I will see them again, uh, but not today." And it's that's almost okay. like he's apologizing yeah. to them. He's like, "Not today. Like I've yeah. got my own life to that's still go exactly. and live." Yeah, there, I there's, love that there's something
1: so I watched back along, which is very similar to that, like that, that similar kind of vibe of being like. Um, uh, the character i can rem- I cannot remember anything but like the premise, um but the character's something to the character's family is dead or something he I think it's his wife or something and he basically says sorry, not today, yeah um, because some yeah he he has something he needs to do, so he basically has this whole thing of being like um like pr- almost praying
0: to her and being like sorry i it's I can't yet you're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer I think we might have that. seen that same thing I'm not sure what it was though, but that that rings a bell. Mm. But, yeah, it's yeah. it's a beautiful uh, message of just, like, mm. as much as you miss a departed person, you know, they would want you to carry on. And so you'll see them again. There is still you know, more. Carry yeah. On. <laughs> um, like,
1: it, it's like, it's the case of, like, being certain, like,
0: they're going to wait for me, so. Yeah. and Juba's just such a good friend to Maximus throughout the rest of the entire film. I yeah. love him. He's great. Yeah, um, for sure. But, yeah, I did, like, so getting back to where we were in the film, um... Commodus is so distracted uh, by the fact that Maximus is alive that he's, like, signing papers without reading them. I was like, oh, that's good leadership right there. Great ruling. Well done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> from the Senate, it's just going, like, all right. I, I do like how um, it, it, how much the crowd controls the uh, scene where he reveals himself, though. Because mm. um, it's purely from the crowd that he doesn't die.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. Can you can't kill live. him because
1: you'll make him a martyr. That's what I mean. His crowd is... Yeah, his crowd is... The crowd is on his side. Yeah. And that's... When it, when it comes to that part of the movie, it's so important that yeah. um, the, the people of Rome are on his side. And it, it becomes apparent, like, there is a greater love oh. and respect for this... What... Well, what, what, was a faceless gladiator.
0: Mm. Um, he is gladiator. More than the emperor. Hmm. He is gladiator. <laughs> um... Yeah, but I, I think you could probably do a big think piece about how uh, we are part of that crowd as the audience watching the film. Yes. We are also rooting for Maximus. We also want the emperor to fall. Um, we are also, in some like way, kind of appeased as by as the well. bloodshed.
1: Mm. Yes, that's, that's kind of the point as well. Like, especially the way some of it's shot. Some of it's shot directly from the, from what would be the crowd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a lot of. But unless there's, like, points of, like, talking and stuff. Like, it's shot in such a way where you, you, you'd be a spectator watching this. Yes. Which is really interesting. And um, Obviously, apart from the points where it cuts away, and obviously there's the character interaction stuff, which is, you know, so you
0: can, you know,
1: continue the actual movie. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: And, um, I mean, a whole bunch of politics happens. And Niscilla's like, all right, my brother's going to die. Uh, and she talks to Maximus, <laughs> and, um... The whole bunch of plot happens, which I didn't write down, so I'm just kind of skipping over it. I'm sorry. Um. Well, <laughs> there's the there's the whole thing beforehand as
1: well, where he's basically like, um, he, he's still not sort of gotten past anything. He's like, I'm, cause, cause she because she says something and it's just something about um is it Gracchus? and he's like, well, why doesn't he go kill him then? Why mm-hmm. does he want to talk to me? Like, and he's still so like bitter about everything and stuff. Like, it's almost everything's been redredged up again. Yeah. So it's still there. And um, he basically like shuns her. And basically says no,
0: do it yourself. Yeah, I'm not getting involved. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, I I I very much liked for the progression of events that led to the the uh, plot to overthrow Commodus and uh, how yeah. that didn't all go as planned. Um, and you're like, no, you're really rooting for them at that point. Uh, before that though, mm. um. So I guess, I don't know if it's too much of a jump to get there, but the scene where um, Commodus is, uh, he finds out that the plotting against him, and so he threatens threatens the life of her son while he's sitting on his lap.
1: Yeah, because it's purely because Lucius says, because he he says um, Spaniard's the hero of Rome, or something like that, isn't he? Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. And then he stops and he's like, uh what now? <laughs> Who said that? and yeah. There's the uh then there's all that like that stuff like leading up to it as well where it's like the, the like the the pantomime show that's on
0: Which, outside. Again Game of Thrones ripped from yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I guess I mean, maybe it's just, just a, a just, historical thing that they ripped from. It's just yeah. A, yeah, it's just a Same. historical thing yeah for sure, like pantomime and stuff. Yeah, know? I think that's what it's called. Pantomime is like a yeah, and silly it's, re, it's like a silly reenactment, basically. Yeah, silly
0: reenactment often used for political, um, you know, messaging and all this kind of stuff. Um yeah. but yeah, that that was fun to see that. Um, and um, and yeah, um, is that oh yeah, is that what he was actually quoting then when he said the hero of Rome? Was he quoting what he saw from the Pantomime um I'm not sure, because I thought the implication was he was quoting something that his mother had said,
1: yeah, I think that was the implication. I don't think the hero, hero of Rome was said there specifically, but I think like a lot of people obviously wrote the the, the the obviously Rome as a whole was basically like, hey, this wouldn't be such a bad idea if he did beat the emperor yeah um yeah there's never a point that, there's nothing interesting as well there's never a point where he physically like addresses people like mm. he, he never physically he's either sat in the coliseum watching or he's just away like he's very separated from quarters him. or whatever
0: yeah,
1: yeah exactly he's so separate from it all which is really interesting because i and i think that's why um the people are so emboldened by uh maximus as well because he's someone who's here he's someone who is fighting yeah against the status quo almost like fighting and winning something he shouldn't be yeah Exactly. Um he is he is like he is literally the beacon of rebellion at this point. And so they're like, hey, let's yeah, let's do this.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah. Maximus did end up kissing Lucilla at one point. He had a bit of a snog. I said, mate, your wife's been dead for five yes. minutes and you're already having a snog. But um
1: Well I mean the I think the implication is that they've had history. Yeah, well. no no, yeah, so, like, like it's they very were much at applied. one point they were at one point in love and then now they're not. They they burned each other.
0: They oh, they burned each other. Oh, they did. Um, um, yeah, but yeah. Sorry, going back to that scene where he's uh, he's got a kid on him. Isn't he talking about like how he'll he'll be nice, he'll give mercy to him, everything? And then he says, "Commodus the Merciful." Like he's like whispering yeah. to himself, like they'll call me Commodus the Merciful. Um, that was the point that's, where I was like, what's... Jesus, that's very Joffrey. Well, I guess Joffrey's not quite that. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no, no, that's
1: that. I, I, Joffrey's not quite that quite put together. Um, Congress is a bit more calculating, I think. Sure.
0: Um, um self deluded. Something I guess, that's interesting. A saying that.
1: Yeah, but that that point there is such a is is led up to. Um, by him, like, because he constantly says like he wants he wants to be defined by the people of Rome. Yeah. He wants to be defined by the mob. Um, and so the thing he says is like, how will they see me? how they see me the virtuous the tyrant that's like one, yeah. all this um which is which is something that says uh, i think uh, caesar says as well before he dies he says something about um he doesn't want a tyrant emperor or something hmm. um or something along those lines um the fact that common just brings it up he's like he doesn't want to be a tyrant but he's becoming one yeah. um which is interesting and like it's almost like this fixation of he's just he just wants to have a legacy Um, and there's less like a there's less actual care of the people it's more just a case of he just wants a legacy that will live on Mm. much like his
0: father's yes very true which i think it's very interesting um so yeah the plot the plot failed um sorry i feel like next next week what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna have the movie up and i'm gonna like Crawl through it to make sure I've got all the events in the right order because I feel like I've jumped back and forth a bit here. My bad. That's a good shout. I mean, next 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 week's movie is because it's like an hour shorter. So yeah, um, mm. and we'll get to which one that is in a minute. Uh, but yeah, when uh when the plot goes wrong, um, which I thought was nicely done because it was already a long movie, but you kind of you didn't assume it was gonna work out, but you definitely felt like oh no, you know, when Cicero yeah. got hanged and it was all a trap yeah. and like you were very oh, much from, yeah. Um, and, you know, more heartbreak for our poor Maximus. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see uh, you see them going up to the Roman Colosseum to finish things off. And, of course, um, oh, what was it? He has a monologue, doesn't he? Uh, Commodus against um, mm-hmm. Maximus, uh, where he's talking about how, you know, the people may love him, but they're about to see him die and all this kind of stuff. And then they'll love yeah. him because he'll have killed him. Uh, and you're thinking, are really? they really about to go toe to toe? And then, of course, no. He fucking stabs him first. Yeah. And puts the armour on him. Some of the stuff you said. I love that interaction between the two as well because it's the whole.
1: Uh, I think it's. Um, uh, Commodus quotes his father and says something about smiling at death. Hmm. Um, and then Maximus laughs in his face about it. Um, and basically, I think he basically calls him, uh, I think he says something on the lines of saying he's, he's scared effectively. Yeah. Um, which he is. Which I, think is really, and, uh, I just love the control of the conversation. Commodus thinks he has control, and then Max was like, nah. Nah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then he stabs him, obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, Actually. The, the barefaced deceit of stabbing him and then being like, cover it up with the armour, uh, so that you yeah. can't tell. Um, and, oh god, the, the, the shit that um, Commodus is wearing is... It's gross, like, the, the level of, yeah. like, just how white it is, because he's trying it's to portray himself white, as... Yeah. He's trying yeah. to show himself as this pure person. Um, Something he, that's... The, but the it shot that following that as well is fantastic for that reason, because mm-hmm.
1: he's looking up, and the light's coming down, and obviously he looks even brighter, and then Maximus is just looking down, because obviously he's, he's injured, <laughs> so yeah. he's, like, looking down, like, Ugh. yeah, which I think is really interesting. Like, he, he's trying to be, like, so contrastingly better by being all in this white and looking up at the light and, like, almost descending, um, I think Or what he thinks is this ascension, almost.
0: It says a lot about uh, Commodus as well, that um, it was such, like, a calculated stab of, like, it's fatal, but it's not going to kill him too quick. Um, yeah. Like, you can see it's fatal in the way that he's obviously, like, losing consciousness as the fight's going on. Yeah. And, like, he dips in and out of Elysium even at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But that fight was so tense, and it was really well done. I was obviously rooting for Maximus the entire time, and um, you definitely... Because it was a historical film, I was sat there going, wait, hang on, but Maximus might actually just lose, and this might be a depressing film. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like... Maybe this is just a tale about something really tragic which happened. Actually, as it turns out, it was a tale of something that probably didn't really happen at all, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But um, It was a... yeah it was really interesting I like how um, I I like how uh, Commodus gets impaled on his own dagger at the end and yeah it definitely feels like a death of when it happens it's something you've been waiting for the entire film and you're like yes <laughs> it's so slow as well. It's just so like deliberate the way it's done. Like
1: they they obviously set it up to be that way for the satisfaction of you for sure. Yeah. And of Maximus of course. It is really um,
0: satisfying.
1: But yeah, the way it's done. I, I just love that scene the the fighting is so good as well because obviously he loses the sword and he's like, Give me a sword and he's like
0: no <laughs> <laughs> yeah as well yeah when they find it and then, him, and then the like... other guy and he's like
1: anywhere on give me a sword and he's like uh no actually you will not do that and then they put away again yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no that is really great as well it shows just how how far he's lost the faith of the people who you yeah. know serve him and stuff
1: i mean the stab did it the yeah stab that lost him respect
0: yeah because they do don't they they give him like side eye when he does it like really you're gonna fucking do that like i imagine they almost had this thought of like Oh, maybe maybe there is something about him to be respected if he's gonna face him man to man in the arena. Nope. And then he stabs him in the back. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: it's very I like, like
0: Loki like
1: kind of vibe from that for sure. Like the idea of like yeah, absolutely. tricking. Like not that. not as in like MCU Loki, I just mean like yeah, Loki yeah, yeah, in yeah, general yeah. as as the god. Yeah. Um it is very like alright, I'm gonna fight you manui mano, stab um <laughs> Yeah, it's very Loki, like how, it, how very deceitful it is, except Commodus definitely isn't as intelligent as Loki would be yeah. in that situation, for
0: sure. I was looking to see if there's a Roman version of Loki, but no, he's a Norse god, so it's not like a Greek one where he would have a direct uh, you know, I do, version.
1: I, I always find stuff like that interesting as well. It's like the um, uh, going back to WoW, uh, Garrosh Karen uh fight, mm. and how obviously someone poisons Garrosh's blade. So like he kills him with the poison, and he's like,
0: "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, that wasn't Garrosh's um,
1: fault. Um, it wasn't Garish's fault, but I, I just find it. I, I just love stuff like that where it's like, two people fight, but then one is horribly disadvantaged yeah. by for, by some reason, like yeah. ex- some external force. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: It's like oh, there's there's a there's a Wild West uh, set movie, where. It's all about uh like the high noon duel basically where people are having duels. And one guy gets I think he's he's basically a slave to this dude and he's like, I want you to participate in these duels. But then he buys him gun and then the and then the gunsmith like loads the gun and stuff and he's like, No 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 he only needs one bullet. Um so every fight he does he only gives him what he only has one bullet. Oh. Uh, um so every duel he does he only has one bullet. is really interesting and there's a scene in that which is really good where um he fires it i think he misses somehow and then he like yells to uh i think he goes i think the guy goes down like he hits him he goes down but he's not dead Mm. um and then he shouts to someone who's in the crowd being like hey i need a bullet for this and he just riffed like He's basically just rustling through all these like, like massive box of bullets, trying to find the right one, the right caliber for the gun. It just throws it. At him. Oh, it's, it's, I cannot remember what it's called. Yeah. I watched it so long ago. Interesting. But oh, it just reminds me of like the the one like the the disadvantaged duel. Yeah. Um, it the dude literally just
0: has one bullet in a six year Yeah. Ah, oh, god. I need. I need to find out what that film is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was gonna say I like how the gladiator is honored like an emperor, and the emperor is left in the dirt like a common gladiator. That's a nice yeah. uh, a nice little... Uh, yeah, who, will help, who will help me carry him, yeah. Yeah, he's basically a hero. Um, mm. And I think... Uh, damn me and my out-of-context notes. I've written the quote, I will see you again, but not yet. Is that uttered again at the end? It is, isn't it? Um, yes. Yes, Juba uh, says it to Maximus. Says it. He's yeah, the, yeah, he's he's like, I
1: will see you again.
0: But not yet. yeah which basically says, means yet, he's like yeah. family at this point like he holds him in that high yeah. of a regard mm-hmm uh yeah, yeah. and um so yeah bru it, it's time would you like to learn just how authentic this film is historically at least based Go on, on Wiki- based on Wikipedia, which is of course okay you know the most uh reliable resource that you should always cite in your papers um so here's yeah, what Wikipedia I mean, has to say. Um, The film is loosely based on real events that occurred within the Roman Empire in the latter half of the second century AD. As Ridley Scott wanted to portray Roman culture more accurately than in any previous film, he hired several historians as advisors. Nevertheless, some deviations from historical facts were made to increase interest, maintain narrative continuity, and for practical or safety reasons. Scott also stated that due to the influence of previous films affecting the public perception of what ancient Rome was like, some historical facts were too unbelievable to include. That's where I said about the advertisements. Yeah. Um yeah, at yeah. least one historical advisor resigned due to these changes. Another asked not to be mentioned <laughs> in the credits, uh, though it was stated in the <laughs> It was stated in the director's commentary that he constantly asked where is the proof that certain things were exactly like they say. His historian Alan Ward of the University of Connecticut believed that historical accuracy would not have made Gladiator less exci- interesting or exciting, stating creative artists need to be granted some poetic license, but that should not put, be a permit for the wholesale disregard of facts in historical fiction. So, mm-hmm. so some oh, bullet points. No, it's not. Marcus Aurelius was not murdered by his son Commodus. He died, uh, Marcus, that's the Emperor's title film. He died yes, at yes, yes. Vindobona, modern Vienna, in 180 AD from the plague. The epidemic, uh, believed to be either smallpox or measles, swept with the Roman Empire during the reign of Marcus. They do briefly mention the plague in this it, movie, it, film, it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, He uh, says, would you like to hug someone who's got the plague? And he's like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> there is no... I think here is the most damning one. There is no indication that Marcus Aurelius wished to return the empire to a republican form of government, as depicted in the film. Moreover, okay. he shared the rule of the empire with Commodus for three years before his own death. Commodus then ruled alone from that point until his death at the end of 192 AD. So basically, he didn't even, like, cast Commodus out like he does in the film. He actually rules with him for three mm. years. It's pretty interesting. The film depicts Marcus as defeating the barbarians in the Marcomannic Wars. I don't know if I said that right. In reality, the war was still ongoing when Aurelius died. Commodus uh, secured peace by a treaty with the two Germanic tribes allied against Rome, the Marcomanni and the Quadi. Uh, immediately after his father's death, so Commodus actually brokered peace instead of completely conquering them. Shit. All Uh, right. The the character of Maximus is fictional, although in some respects he resembles the historical figure's Narcissus, Commodus' real-life murderer, and the character's name in the first draft of the screenplay, Spartacus, who led a significant slave revolt in 73 to 71 B.C., Cincinnatus, mm-hmm. uh, 519 to 430 BC, a farmer who was made a dictator, saved Rome from invasion, then resigned from his six month appointment after 15 days. And Marcus Nonius Ma- okay. uh, Macrinus, a trusted general consul in 154 AD and friend of Marcus Aurelius. So he's basically uh, a merging of four a historical mixture, figures. Yeah, he's a mixture of four. That's interesting. I forgot to mention as well, dictators were a thing. Basically, you could appoint a dictator. This was back when it was a republic. You could be appointed Mm -hmm. a dictator and you would be given full control and it would be understood that at the end of your tenure or when you weren't needed anymore, you would give power back to... I think at that point it was for kings. Um, Oh, interesting. So I I think it's not... I haven't got to that point in the podcast yet, but I think it's uh, fairly easy to see just how uh someone took uh someone took, you know, full control. Because they probably just said nah. Mm-hmm. I'm still a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> uh there's some more. I'm good. Although Commodus engaged in a show combat in a Colosseum, he was not killed in the arena. He was strangled in his bath by his res- by the wrestler Narcissus. Commodore reigned. Oh Commodus reigned for over twelve years, unlike the shorter period portrayed in the film. Uh now Lucilla, in the film, Lucilla is portrayed as a lone widow of Lu- Lucius Verus with one son, also named Lucius Verus. While Lucilla okay. was the widow of Verus and also had a son by that name, their son died young, long before the reign of Commodus. And Lucilla remarried Claudius, uh, Claudius okay. Claudius Pompeinius, I don't know how to say that name. Soon after Verus's mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. She had been married to him for 11 years by the time her brother became emperor. The film omits Lucilla's (laughs) other two children were Ferris, Lucilla Plautia and Aurelia Lucilla. Uh, There's three... no, four more bullet points to get through. (laughs) The character of Maximus had a similar career and personality traits, as documented by Herodian, to Claudius Pompanus, a Syrian, who married Marcus Aurelius' daughter Lucilla following the death of Lucius Verus. It is believed that Aurelius may have wanted Pompanus to succeed him as Caesar... Uh, in preference to Commodus, but was turned down. Pompeius had no part in any way in any of the many plots against Commodus. He was not depicted in the film. Lucilla was implicated in a plot to assassinate her brother in 182 AD, along with her stepson by Pompeius and several others. She was first exiled to the island of Capri by her brother, then executed on his orders later in the year. So he did kill her. Mm-hmm. In the film, the character of Antonius Proximo claims the wise Marcus Aurelius banned gladiatorial games in Rome, forcing him to move to Mauritania, which is where we see him at the start of the film. The real Aurelius mm-hmm. did ban the games, but only in Antioch as punishment for the city's support of the usurper Avidius Cassius. No games were ever banned in Rome. However, when the emperor started conscripting glad- gladiators into the legions, the resulting shortage in fighters allowed ianaste, I- such as proximo, to make windfall profits through increased charges for their services. And finally, uh, in real life, the death of Commodus did not result in peace for Rome, nor a return to the Roman Republic. Uh, rather, it <laughs> ushered in a chaotic and bloody power struggle that culminated in the year of five emperors of 18193. According to Herodian, oh, the people in Rome were overjoyed at the news of Commodus dying, although they feared the Praetorians would not accept the new emperor Pertinax. So, yeah, the whole point of this film... Right, the whole point of this film is that um, the dying emperor wants Maximus to return Rome to a republic, and at the end of the film, it's left open as to what happens because the emperor's dead, but it, there's vibes that it's going to be a peaceful ending and that, you know, they're probably going to work stuff out to make it a republic again. Yeah. In truth, the emperor didn't want Maximus to return Rome to a republic, Maximus didn't exist, Commodus' death didn't happen <laughs> for 12 years. And also, uh, the Rome did not return to a republic at all. So this entire film is basically it became alive.
1: a chaotic mess. Yeah, Yeah, Jesus Christ. So there's there you go. references to stuff, but that's about as far as it goes. At that's pretty really interesting.:
0: According to the many sources here, um, I can see why people like they would be frustrated,
1: like the historical people be, would be frustrated, that were that hard.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see why they would be frustrated. It's quite a lot of changes that's a lot. Like yeah. Most of the places I quickly glanced at said it's loosely based on real events. Um but that yeah. just gives you the impression that oh okay so maybe some names were changed, maybe some events happened slightly differently. No, it's actually quite No, that's not. It's pretty massive points in this film which were fictionalized.
1: It's it's literally just the concept. Yeah. <laughs> And then everything else is just gravy. They
0: they pretty much just wanted to have Rome as, like, the background setting uh, for this story and, that they wanted to tell. Um, yeah,
1: this, yeah, they basically... Yeah, that, that's literally it.
0: They just wanted a story to tell, and Rome worked. Yes. So remember, folks, whenever you watch uh, a bit of historical fiction that you really like, or read a bit of historical fiction that you really like, Google the accuracy of it if you actually have an interest in history, just, just to make sure. Uh, because... I, was, I wasn't I was disappointed, but I was actually quite interested. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I get to talk about this on a podcast. But it's a little bit mm-hmm. like... I really like historical fiction when it's as accurate as it can be because it's almost like you're glimpsing lives that have happened. Um, yeah. You know, it's a portrayal of real events as much as we can understand them. So I'm watching it and I'm thinking, like, things probably wouldn't have happened exactly this way, but, like, it's... The story they're telling is pretty much what happened. This film is not that at all. <laughs> it's like an echo of what might have happened uh, I in think it, an alternate it, universe. It's basically how you view... Yeah, it's
1: just how you view the film. If you view it, it as historical fiction, then you're probably just going to have a much worse time than if you see it as a... For what it is, it's more of just a interesting story. It, it, well, well and it, I mean, It's a story. It, but... it tells
0: you the kind of, like... I mean, it still has value. It tells you the kind of like the way people treated each other back then, and um, you know what yeah. society was like back then, how people would have reacted to certain things. It gives you those kind of ideas, and there is some historical accuracy yeah, to just, it. Yeah, it does give you some insight to in 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 regards to that for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But based on what the movie is, it definitely isn't anything to do with history. It's just like you said, it's just a backdrop, and it's fine. It's interesting, like. I mean Rome's a cool backdrop especially during the peak of the Roman Empire Mm -hmm. very interesting Um, just interesting to see like that kind of thing like that kind of thing existing I think it's very interesting and like obviously it's an inaccurate take on it but it's still interesting to see like how things might have looked how like how soldiers might have dressed how gladiated battles might have gone yeah you know
0: exactly And it was it was a thrilling movie, and it was a really good tale by itself as well. So yeah. yeah. So it's that. Um, Cerise, I think that's that's a podcast on on this particular film. I think we've done Gladiator. Are you entertained? Yes. Are you not? Are you not entertained? Uh, Yeah. On a scale of entertained to not entertained, how entertained are you?
1: Uh, Throw sword into crowd.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sure. That, That works. Um, oh we forgot to mention the most important part of the movie which was the faces that Commodus pulls uh, when, <laughs> yeah. when Maximus starts winning in the arena he's like poking his tongue out and going yeah. I've got some good gifts yeah. saved of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reece, um, I'm yeah. not sure if you've noticed this but um, mm. the nights are growing longer the winds turning colder I saw a pumpkin wandering the field outside my house the other day it is spooky Shit. season um, so based on that what movie are we going to be watching next week?
1: Well, much like the day that will be later this month, we'll be watching uh, Halloween. We'll be watching the, the rebooted one from two years ago. Yeah, sorry, everyone. You probably got really um, which, excited. Yes, like, probably. Oh, no, It probably not that sounds as bad as it does. Um, but the idea for this one is um, I have watched the orig- I've watched some of the original i watched all the original Halloween films because there's several of them because back then they liked to make rand- like constant sequels out of movies that worked yeah so uh, there's like six of them it's the same with like Nightmare on Elm Street fr- uh, Friday the 13th shit like that hmm. but uh, this is the rebooted one which came out two years ago and the sequel that was
0: going to come out this year but is now coming out next year instead and you said it's a um, soft reboot right so it's still kind of tied to the events it, of the original but it's also it's, viewable by new a viewers it's continuation
1: it's supposed to be a continuation from the fir- very first movie 40 years on right um well, that's it, it it's some of the details have been slightly changed mm-hmm. um but that's kind of the idea um which I'm not going to give you too much context for because I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how you think the movie yeah. is. The idea here um, is um, I have a lot
0: to say about it. The idea here so. is uh, how does the movie sit with someone who has seen the originals or at least a lot of them uh, versus someone who's mm-hmm. never seen a Halloween movie like me? I've never seen any of the Halloween movies, so I or, might... uh, anything regarding like a pure slasher yeah. movie. So I might show up on a podcast next week and be like, "That was awesome," and you're going to be like no no no
1: actually no (laughs) it wasn't shut up (laughs) Um, but I just think it'll be interesting to see um, where you're uh, where you'll stand with it Um, because it is uh, the only thing I will say it is a very different movie from the original
0: very different Um, which I won't disclose as good or bad I will just say that it is different I just saw a flying skull go by my window that's how spooky this season is right now shit dude uh, it's also very, very dark. It is very dark. I need to say All right. Uh, I will sing us out, maestro man. Oh, shit. Um, gladiator. It, gladiator. Oh, no, the powers of a man with the strength of a gladiator. Can he throw a sword into the Man, and do
1: honourable murder. <laughs> does
0: whatever <laughs> a gladiator does. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Are you
0: not entertained?
1: Last... Last last point I want to make before we go, because you just reminded me, a video popped up in my recommended today. It was uh, it was uh, Batman. But if people saw him running away, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's brilliant. I'll send it to you after this. Sounds great. All right, let's meet back next week, and I will be thoroughly yes. spooked. I'll probably introduce the podcast like, hello, welcome to another episode of Pictures, <laughs> About Pictures. Um. So, that's going to be that. Thank you for watching or listening, or however you consume our content. Uh, Follow me on Twitter for all the inevitable delay announcements, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye! Bye!